Hello and welcome to a delirium-filled episode, no doubt, of a Free Bean Salad Presents. Here we go again. I am your humble host, Butch, in, with an increasingly ridiculous nickname. Uh, with me is... Uh, me! It's me, it's everyone! Him. It's me! Everyone I'll be honest, if me. you don't know our names by now then that implies this is the first episode you're listening to, in which case, oh dear, you're going to be missing a bit of context. I, I, I know we say, we say this every so often, but I just can't imagine how it must feel to like just dive in halfway through this podcast or like on the most recent episode. Any given week, it's just going to be like, there's so much context you're going to be missing. Uh, like that time, uh, that person you were speaking to on Tinder listened to, was it the Nightmare episode? No, or was it was the... the top funny audio commentary. <laughs> yeah, that was, that would be just ridiculous. I just can't fathom, um... They enjoyed it. Good for them, <laughs> Apparently. Good I don't know why. Good for them. Um, we Even we didn't enjoy it. fantastic episode, in my opinion. <laughs> All I remember is, that I think, immediately after we watched Mike and Melissa for the first time. Oh. Or was it that we discussed it during the episode? It was one of the uh, two. It was one of the two. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it might have been... I think we discussed it during... Look... I've uh, never listened back to it, nor uh, do I wish to. <laughs> All that aside... Uh, I I have listened back to it. Uh, You're fucking crazy. <laughs> All that aside, uh, we watch one of the Mamma Mia movies every week. Uh, this week we're watching uh, Mamma Mia. Here we go again for the eleventh time. It's week twenty-two of fifty-two. This is correct. Yeah, and uh, but how'd you find it this week? Any 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 uh, unusual uh, circumstances? Under which this was watched. Uh, I'm uh, You were a bit, a uh, bit tipsy. You'd had a few espresso martinis. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Uh, uh, I think that's about the only unusual <laughs> thing not, about not, this week. Nothing else that might need to be mentioned to add context to my fucking ridiculous notes. Oh look, it is July. It's July twenty eighth, which I think is either the twenty eighth or the twenty second is the anniversary of when Bundle of Two premiered. No way! At the Gateway Theatre Columbus, was that the premiere? I think it might have I know it played there. I'm not sure if it if that was the premiere or not. I need to catch up on my knowledge. Uh so you know what? I'm just I, I just you I mean, sure for the audience we watched the film, I, I, I layered uh Bundle of Two over Mamiya, here we go again, because they are almost exactly the same runtime, so I just layered them over each other at 50% opacity, and uh, that's that's how we both watched it this yeah. week. Yeah, God, it was, um, I quite vividly remember the first um, hour or so, after that it's all a blur, I haven't read back over my notes except for, I have the first page in front of me, and just at a, at a glance they do visibly decrease in quality both in terms of uh, the legibility of the handwriting and the coherency of the words that are written down uh, <laughs> I need to see uh, a brain doctor my guy yeah but I you know I w we did watch this late at night and uh, I'd had a you know as Butch just mentioned a few espresso martinis uh, delicious drink but they really kicked in uh 
a little bit further into the film is I, mm. I I do recall the last espresso martini I made myself being a little little larger than the rest of them. I was like, oh, did I put extra in that by accident? I don't know. I'm just by kidding. accident. But no, genuinely, I poured it. Out. I was like, that looks like more than nor than usual. Oh well, and I just kind of went with it. But it really hit. Uh, good. I had a good time. Five out of five. Ten out of ten. Uh, I mean, sure. Look, we. We, we we need to up our game, you know, like, fucking, I forget if it was Tim or Guy that one year during Death Blart watched it uh, on a virtual reality headset yeah. on LSD. I believe that was Tim Bat. That's <laughs> fucked. That is, is fucking insane. Like, I, I think it's that just, sounds horrifying. I remember you telling me that and then listening to the episode expecting to hear all this crazy shit, but he had just finished watching it and was very much coming down off of the LSD and so for most of the episode he's dead quiet and just kind of like oh yeah yeah <laughs> just like so meek I'm like oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ like, that's ego death right there yeah yeah so shall we get into our notes mm. do you want to lead the way uh, I feel like it's best if you lead the way because I feel like th- this podcast is just documenting and um, my brain worms taking over because every week my notes get worse and worse. So my first note uh, is uh, Mommy a title card over Gus's mom. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, second note is Fernando is very much the Devon of this movie. <laughs> I remember you saying that, yeah. I don't know what it means, but uh, uh, there, uh... <laughs> there are two school scenes layered over each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, a character in uh, Bondolov says, my favourite movie is Greece. Uh, Donna's favourite country is Greece. Greece, yeah. Chef's uh, kiss. I, as Donna's on her way to Greece, there's a title card in Bondolov that says, welcome to space. And <laughs> I've just got here, is Greece space? <laughs> I mean, I can't disprove it. They're spelled kind of similar, you know? I've... <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I got a note here that says love and love. <laughs> <laughs> love and love. Okay, let's let's just try and work it out. So it's clear that there's some sort of love congruency <laughs> between the two movies. Um, let's see. It's, it's I... kind of hard when Mamma Mia is kind of, you know, very love-based. I'm just trying to think, where is there a big love in... Oh. Trophy lady, maybe? maybe that's a big love part. Look, I can tell you that it is before uh, Donna gets on the boat with Bill. Love. Hmm. Before Donna gets on the boat with Bill. As in the first time she gets on the boat with yes. Bill. Let's see. We've got uh, Sam singing to dead Donna just before then. Uh, uh, I'm I got nothing. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, love and love. <laughs> Actually, no, maybe it's uh, guess I remember there's 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 uh, Sophie's in bed with Rosie and Tanya. Yes, yes. And I remember something similar was happening in Bundle Up at the same time. Was it Max crying about Trophy Lady? It might in have bed been. with Gus. Something like that. Anyway, my next note is bow and arrow callbacks. 
bow and arrow cop. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. The yeah. um, don't go wasting your emotions, fucking. Yeah. Bow and, like like shooting a sitting duck. Yeah. And it's called back during. Uh, why did it have to be me? We love a choreographed uh, callback. Uh, my next note is little blue balls starts as Bill gets little blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very, very good. Next is Gus takes a hot bath while Alexia was in the ocean. Okay, and the ocean is obviously um, bath temperature in Greece. Probably. And my final note is, uh, I know the the song that Mino used, but it's obvious. It's about, it's about uh, tree experts. Knowing me, knowing you. Yeah. Yeah, is it? Yeah, knowing it, me, knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. Could also be about sheep experts. Nah. Nah? Nah. Well, Goat experts, maybe. Well, well, well. Um, you know, you ha- you definitely had less notes than me, but they're definitely more concise and probably better because of that. Uh, as is normally the case, I feel, that uh, <laughs> in recent times. Uh, good notes. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I would like to apologize to everyone for the notes that are about to follow, but um, here we go. And just just see if you could spot the little bits where I get, the little intervals where I get increasingly drunker slash uh, sleepier. Uh, thank you. You really should have watched this while you had your vaccine fever. Oh man, no, that would have been fucked. I can't, I, part of me yesterday wanted to record this while I had my vaccine fever, but I was like, I just don't have the energy to get out of bed. I should have just called you into the bedroom and just be like, hit record. <laughs> I watched, uh, because it was on my list of films I own but haven't seen, which I'm trying to get through by the end of the year, I watched uh, a 1980s Felix the Cat movie and the top review for that was uh, I watched this while I had a fever and I'm convinced to this day I would have gone to hell if I died <laughs> while watching it. <laughs> And, like, yeah, I watched that, like, a day or two before I got my vaccine, and fucking hell, I'm glad I didn't watch it during. Jesus Christ. That shit's fucked up. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, your notes. Thank you for the music. A love song between Gus and Devin. Uh, Just, I know, we just get, like, alternating shots of their faces looking lovingly. uh, Love and love. Love and love. Uh, school symmetry I've got written down just yep. again you mentioned the school scenes I've also got Greece chef's kiss but spelled as the country Greece yes yes uh, she taught me a lesson alright that line is sung uh, the first time we see Max who's very much a teacher mm-hmm. to Gus throughout Bundeloaf I feel yeah, a tutor or something mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, the line she didn't come is spoken as uh, the birthday party scene begins. Of course, Jenny Hauser doesn't show up to the birthday party. Exactly. None of the hot girls show up. Only the party people. Exactly. Um, someone in Mamma Mia says, the very best, as uh, Devin points to that big-titted graffiti on the school <laughs> locker. I just thought that was fitting. Is it Donna saying the very best? The very yeah yeah the very best things they're dead right and it's just Devin pointing to a graffiti lady with big boobs, um. <laughs> Your mom died a year ago. As we get a clip of Gus crying, just again just fits. Um, 
Gary Newman gets slaughtered to one of us. <laughs> I, for some reason, I've got that as a note. It's just like he, that Gary Newman eight track gets smashed. That surprisingly dick. expensive Gary Newman eight track. Yeah, it gets destroyed to one of us. Mm. Um. Yeah, oh, I I didn't realize I'd uh, also written down uh, "Welcome to Space" as Tanya and Rosie. Uh, a, a ri- <laughs> oh, it's when Tanya and Rosie arrive in Greece, not yeah. when Donna goes to Greece. That's, I should point out my note is "Welcome to Space" as Tanya plus R arise, then scribbled out "arrive" with one R. Greece is <laughs> space. Uh. <laughs> That uh, little bundle of bit of uh, uh, cons- uh, regarding Croque Monsieur, uh, as we arrive in France. Yeah, it's a French name. Mm-hmm. Must be a French dish. It is a French dish, I believe. Well, there you go. Um, it's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Someone said uh, it might be Tanya or Rosie, or or someone says it's not a time for it's not it's not for morning. It's not an event for morning. Uh, it's an event th- for afternoon. It's it's a nighttime event. Ah. I've got written down. Um. Okay. What the fuck does this say? Let's see it. Oh, ocean bath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ocean bath. I didn't realize we'd both take an ocean bath as well. Okay. No. But you didn't take down little blue balls. No. Um. I've got a storm dick written down. I think the first time we see Gus's dicks is when this or, or yeah, there's yeah, a. Yeah, it's just as uh, Senor Simpuegos goes. I feel the storm is coming. Yeah. Uh, I've got three weeks. Written down. Inexplicably, just three weeks with a question mark. Is this to do three with... Three weeks? I think this and it looks like it's a quote. Is this to do with the timeline of her having sex with the dads? Maybe. Oh! May- yeah, maybe it's something to do with Bill saying he'll be gone for three weeks because that That's line it. up with the storm. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about it at the time. We did. Um, fuck me. What the hell does that say? <laughs> Oh, Eel King Storm. And a lot of exclamation marks. That must have been very important to me at the time. Um, Does the Eel King perhaps cause the storm? Is the Eel King the storm? Uh, Is the storm... Is Musa Bear? Is is the storm caused by eel and eel-like creatures? Um, Is there anything that led you to this... A spellbounding conclusion. Eel King Storm. Well, I can't really argue with Look, it. Look, Eel King Storm. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, etc. Uh, and Dante and Dante soundtracks the bank robbery perfectly. It's just, you know, such a gentle scene and such a tender love song soundtrack. Roses are red. <laughs> Violets oh, are blue. Oh, God. I don't uh, want to finish this quote. No. Um... Oh no! What on? Um. <laughs> okay, no, I do remember this. I have the words, and they're quoted from Mamma Mia. Open-hearted. Um. Next to the words, ass lion. 
And it's <laughs> followed by the words, Wizard of Oz? With a bunch of question marks. What? And what happened was, in my head, uh, I was like, I, I the, li- the lion in the Wizard of Oz wants a heart, which isn't true. <laughs> no. It's not true at all. It's the tin Man that wants a heart. Yeah. Fool. Yeah, I should know. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. But in my... In <laughs> no, ratings, the lion that wants a heart. No. <laughs> Get, let that lion kill that uh, whatever. <laughs> That whatever. <laughs> What's a heart? So that was a, a nonsense note. Um, that line's clearly a reference to Narnia. Yes, yes, very, very much so. Um, you know, that famous bit in Narnia where it goes, jump on my back, let's ride. <laughs> um, space forest, not goat forest? <laughs> The space fire scene and the uh, yeah, the yeah. goat scene, I think, overlap each other. Mm. Um, space forest. Um. Uh, <laughs> space forest illegible hand. <laughs> what do you think that might say? Uh. Uh, Spog. Spog. Uh, Spurn. Spoon. Grug. Hand. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely hand. Space forest. Slug. Spock. I feel like I gotta post this one on the Insta. Just... <laughs> like, what is this? Spun. Spam. Spin. Ham. What happens? Oh, is it the sprint when Gus is just running around the place? But then I don't know what hand <laughs> means. Um, <laughs> my next no. Yeah, uh, that's a, I'm uh, lost there. The language here is unclear, as Gus says. Um, <laughs> womb. Just womb. With some question marks, womb. Alright, well, what comes immediately after it, so we could judge the context? Um, immediately after the space forest. Oh, wait, well, after, after womb? Yeah. Um, Why'd I Ever Let You Go is sung as we get Gus's first death. Uh, womb. What the fuck was Womb. What is it when he sees the, the the Millennium Falcon? I don't know. I, w- I wish I could tell you. But right. look, womb. There's plenty of wombs between the two films, so there's some sort of womb congruency and and stuff. Um. So, uh, um. Swedish sounding uh, singing over Smokey. Okay. So I, I think what I'm getting at there is that Smokey the Bear is the bill of Bundeloaf. Are you willing to agree? Sure. <laughs> he's a stud and he's Swedish, supposedly. It says who? Are you telling me Smokey the Bear doesn't fuck? That's not what I'm saying. I'm sa- 
What the... Why is he Swedish? He speaks Swedish. Does he? In the... Are you telling me that's that Swedish? I don't know. I don't think it is a language. Mm, I think it's probably Swedish and you're being racist. Alright. I mean, you know, if that is the case, I'm very sorry. <laughs> um... Oh, God. Um... Look, dancing queen, sunglasses take off. Oh, I think that's Tim Burton takes off his sunglasses as uh, someone says, uh, as uh, Sam says, look at the start of Dancing Queen. Right. Uh, This, now, to be fair, I hadn't seen this note before, but um, I think it's probably some of my finest work and you're going to really like it, okay? Are you ready? Wait, did you say you haven't seen this before? <laughs> you wrote it. I know, but was I conscious? I don't fucking think so. I think it's some of my finest work. You ready? Fine, yeah. Bathroom dick, bathroom sick. <laughs> Alright, that is some of your <laughs> finest work. Uh, anyone looking for context, that is, uh, we see Gus's dicks in the bathroom as a... Uh, Donna or Sophie Sophie gets sick in, in her bathroom excellent uh, synchronization. and my final note um, my final note is definitely in English Coleman any I clearly speaks. Yeah, not speaks. Not the uh, derogatory term for uh, Latino people. Oh God, which I is had... what you said. I did uh, not even think of that. <coughs> Coleman <laughs> Supreme Supreme's. as Supremes as speaks. All right. Well, look. There is. Yeah. You know, there are your previous notes, which are difficult to make out. Some yeah. of them, which are so difficult, we can't make them out. That literally could not be made out by anyone. No. Russian cursive is more legible. Yeah. No, this note is lost to time. <laughs> like, we could preserve it and someone could try to decipher it and I don't think they ever would. It's that the whatever thought occurred has been lost by my brain. The worms in my head have eaten that thought. That's and Very upsetting. And it's gone forever. Isn't that so sad? That's I, horrible. I, I thought something up. I wrote it down and I, I can't recall it. And even the evidence that I left is not is not giving me any idea of what it is. Coleman. 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 Suri. Coleman scream. Coleman scream. As. Speak. As speaks. Is that as R speaks? Like Rosie? <laughs> you know what I think it is? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means Coleman screams as Rosie speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman scream as Rosie speaks. The worms ain't got you yet. 
I think the worms might have wrote this note, actually. Uh, thank you, Brain. Take your tablets. <laughs> thank you, Brain Worms, for that <laughs> insightful. Calm and scream as R speaks. <laughs> and that's my final note. <laughs> Jesus oh, H. Corbett. Goodness gracious. What what a time to be alive. That's one way of putting it. Um, well, what an eventful week of notes. As always, um, insightful, beautiful, tragic at times, filled with worms. As per. I love worm notes. Um, yeah. But it's a bugle uh, update, so uh <laughs> Can I t- can I try it again? No. It's a good impression of a failing automobile. Um I w- would I recommend syncing up uh Mamma Mia, here we go again, and Bundle of Two. I mean, I recommend watching them both separately. Definitely separately. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I can recommend that because I, uh, I genuinely feel like it uh, exacerbated my already um, <laughs> dilapidated stent of state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I. It was just fodder yeah. for the brain worms. You know? Next, of course, is Sinking Up Bundle of Two and Freddy Got Fingered, oh, uh, the two most similar films in history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could even add a third layer to it and uh, put Bo Burnham's special what? Which uh, uh, I was going to put Good Burger if I was going to put a third one. <laughs> well, we need a quadruple layer. Yeah, fuck it. With all the soundtracks on at once. Mm, I love uh, shoegaze. What do you reckon are the odds that the scene in Freddy Got Fingered where Cars by Gary Newman plays? Happens during the eight track scene. Oh, now we have to do Only it. Only one very quick way to find yeah. out. Yeah. Shall we move on to the mailbag? Mailbag! So our first and only question comes from freaking Alien Alfie, who asks, Would you go into a fright house of a lighthouse? (laughs) I feel like this person is trying to turn our podcast into a Scooby-Doo show. It isn't going to happen. Are you sure? I've only seen the live action movies, mate. <laughs> well, we got to fix that then. Um, as, <laughs> as we got to watch Scooby-Doo and the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Finally, Scooby-Doo Attack of the Clowns. <laughs> um, what, what was the question? Would I go... go to the Fright House of a Lighthouse? Short answer, yes. <laughs> Long answer... I would give it lots of consideration. Uh, go see my GP. Check my heart condition. Um, bring my inhalers with me. Uh, obviously, follow all uh, COVID precautions, such as masks and social distancing and hand sanitizer. Uh, I've been vaccinated now as well, so that's a, an added bonus to you know pushing me to go to the uh, fright house of a lighthouse. Uh, and once I got to the top... I'd play a game of uh, Giant Shadow Puppet and I'd 
I'd run around the top of the lighthouse so that it was always my turn. Then Willem Dafoe would rush in screaming, the light belongs to me. <laughs> what about you, Butch? Uh, well, short answer, no. Long answer, no. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, how uh, long have we been recording? Uh, let's have a look. 30 minutes. Uh, oh, we need something to pad this out. Uh, we watched Miami Connection yesterday. We did watch Miami Connection yesterday. Um, the ultimate, um, Taoist flick. Slash, um... Uh, <laughs> manifesto, I think is what Ma- you called it. Yeah, ma- a manifesto for peacekeeping. <laughs> the most violent manifesto for peacekeeping I've ever seen. He just wanted to find his father. He just wanted to find his father. Um, Miami Connection it takes place in a world where Miami is run by ninja gangs. That this world. Ride, this world. The real world. That, uh, that ride motorbikes and they steal cocaine. Stupid cocaine. Stupid cocaine. Uh, there's also a band called Dragon Sound. And they're obsessed with friendship. Uh, and Taekwondo. And Taekwondo. <laughs> they get a job playing in a club, which puts another band out of work. This band confronts them and uh, basically attempts to murder them. Uh, then... This band that has been fired enlists the help of a, a, a some sort of gang, and this gang has ties to cocaine ninjas. Uh, in the meantime, one of the members of Dragon Sound, Jim, is on the search for his estranged father, who was in the military. Uh, and his mother was Korean. And his mother was Korean, and they somehow lost touch. Uh, he reconnects with his father on his way to to visit his father in in uh, DC spoilers for a Miami connection by the way <laughs> on his way to uh, visit his father in DC with uh, two of the other members of Dragon Sound they're uh, stopped by the the bike ninjas and uh, a very gory battle ensues and uh, Jim is is wounded quite badly the two other members of Dragon Sound, uh, one of which is Y.K. Kim, the director of the film, basically just indulge in this massive bloodbath of like it ends up that these ninjas, like these fearless warriors, are literally running away from these two men as they hunt them down with swords and like slaughter them. Uh, eventually, they beat the boss ninja. Jim is rushed to a hospital in Orlando, meets his dad, and then we get a title card that says, uh, <laughs> you could probably quote it better than me. Only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. <laughs> uh, and no exaggeration, that follows, like, that happens, that's two minutes after the end of this, like, in, like rather gory bloodbath of ninja slaughter. It perhaps fits better with the original ending, which is on the Blu-ray that I paid a hundred dollars for. Uh, 
the original ending is uh, is Jim does die on his way to the hospital. God damn. And you know they you know it's it's the scene where they're driving to the hospital is just extended and Jim dies and they pull over uh, right next to the airport and then the camera pans up and a jet flies over and you just hear one of them going, "Oh no, Jim's dad is on that plane." <laughs> And then it just kind of ends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Apparently the one, like, mainstream <laughs> distributor who would give him any sort of time of day told YK Kim to change the ending, and so he did, and I think that's for the better. I think uh, yeah. I think Jim deserves to meet his father. Yeah, Jim is um, undoubtedly the best character in the whole film. He's just a, a sweet dude, uh... Who plays uh, guitar in the band? Keyboards. Oh, keyboards! You're dead right. He does play keyboards. He's a he's a sick. He's a prophet. He's a prophet six hundred. What a sick synthesizer to be playing. Good for you, Jim. Uh, and he just deserves all the best. Like, he's so sweet, and he's like the most. Um, and this isn't saying a lot for the film, but the most emotionally fleshed out character in the whole story. Uh, yeah. He cries multiple times for his father. As he should. As he should. Um, bizarre movie, uh, and much like, you know, in the vein of a lot of martial art flicks uh, of that time, at least low-budget ones, the story's very hard to follow because shit just kind of happens and there's a lot of very sudden cuts to other scenes. Like, there is one part where there's a... A massive brawl between uh, the opposed, like the kind of main gang and Dragon Sound, where there's like they're outnumbered, like fucking, there's like thirty guys, and then just the five members of the band, and they fucking you know, the the fight scene kind of just cuts out halfway through, and that's Dragon Sound pulling up outside their own house. Mm. I'm just like, oh well, like I guess they won, maybe. Yeah, but I love that shit. I do love that. Would shit. you recommend paying one hundred dollars for a copy of it? Well, would I? When the whole thing's on YouTube, maybe. But I, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> I'd say your money is your own to do. Your own to do. Your own to do with. Speaking of money, our first patron <laughs> is. <laughs> Mrs. H. Mrs. H. Our second patron is Jack Capital. And our third patron is Andy Kinsella. If you want to support us on Patreon, go Patreon.com forward slash Freemix on Monday, so we're free. And do it five years ago, so we're very much getting a good accession. Go check out the different tiers. There's Patreon.com forward slash Freemix. I'm a scat man. Wow. So with that, we, uh, I suppose we should say our usual sign-off, which is, as every, as every other week, uh, only through the elimination of violence can, can we achieve world peace.
This podcast is brought to you by Vaccine Stink, the only scent for the New World Order. <laughs> get get vaccinated, everyone.